All right, trigger warning. First off, I couldn't be fucked to shave. But the second thing is, I know that there's gonna be a lot of people that are going to say very, very reddity talking points to this video. And I am fully prepared for that. In that, I'll probably be arguing with you for hours in the comments about things that are not gonna be changed and we're gonna entrench ourselves further into our viewpoint. But it is about Jordan Peterson. <laughs> and specifically about his environmental views because I have seen, as always, I have yet to see, a, I'm not sure that they don't exist, but I have yet to see a person that disagrees with Jordan Peterson with such passion and vigor that isn't a complete Reddit loser, that is doing nothing of value to anything in society, has just watched a bunch of those like, hour-long deconstructions of some smug fuck that sits around and uses a bunch of philosophical phrases and, uh, you know, just fact-checks a guy that's speaking on the fly. So, you know, pretty much just me, but about people that I like. <laughs> but, uh, look. Thanks so much about it, right? I would like to talk about it because he said an interesting point about the environment and it is a build on the tenement point, which is why I like the guy so much, that he has found a way of expressing a couple of things, kind of like how there was the 1% movement and it sort of shifted everyone's consciousness to the fact that, yeah, you're getting taken for a ride by a teeny select oligarchy. There was the same thing that happened with him, which was the clean your room and the lobsters. And really the essence of that was, the lobster thing was just about changing your physiology. That was the essence of that. When it comes to his clean your room philosophy, cannot tell you how much I subscribe to that. Which is why when people always go, I don't believe in climate change. I don't even know if he does or doesn't. It's like very ambiguous as always with what he's saying. And the reason that everything that he's saying is ambiguous is because he's not trying to reach you. He's not trying to like create a worldview that specifically hits you. The world isn't about you, you fucking Reddit bubble dickheads, right? The world is more expansive. There's more people in there that have different views. And he's trying to get a few basic principles to them. That's my view on it anyway, is what he's saying when he's just like very wishy-washy about it. And who the fuck cares, honestly? like. I've met people in my life that, uh, you know, don't believe in climate change, but they're nice people. They probably do more for the community than you do, right? So who cares? Like that guy, I can't believe it. You know the guy that saved someone's house during the bushfires? And then afterwards, everyone found out that he was a Pauline Hanson voter and you saw Twitter being like, fuck off. You weren't in the fires, you dickhead. You were sitting there on Twitter going, mm, Scott Morrison shouldn't have been on vacation. Anyway, I'm continuing my vacation. You know? Like, it's the type of person that is always criticising him. No, I'm not having a bar of it. Especially when this is his message. And this is something that I have really come into my own with recently. And that thing is, are you ready for this? Think local, act global. But I'm talking about this in a self-help principle term, right? Which is that when you do what is in your locus of control and you master that, which is what he's talking about, when you master your locus of control, 
your locust expands a little because you're competent enough to do that. Instead of being one of these people that just fucking whinges and you know that they don't have a girlfriend, don't have a job, don't have basic life skills such as hygiene, which I clearly have, <laughs> intuitively, right? But they don't have basic life skills. They can't even maintain proper social relationships and yet they sit there bitching online and acting really smug anonymously because they can't even face public criticism like I'm getting right now. They wither away and have a cry, right? Are those people really in the position to be dumping on a guy that has saved countless people from suicide and has spent his entire life being a clinical psychologist dealing with nuts and people with low IQs and getting them jobs. He's just not in, the, not in the same world. It's like why I hate people that criticize Paul Keating. It's like, oh, okay, did you give us 30 years of growth in Medicare? Now then how about you shut the fuck up, you know? Like it's, it's that same thing of like, you are not as good as the people that you're criticizing. In no fucking universe, in no universe. Right? So the point that he was saying is that I heard him say uh, about climate change, which is that it's a global problem. First off, as soon as you talk about it, it doesn't bring people together at all. And this is part of the propaganda model, which obviously he wasn't talking about. But you know, there's, there's been intense, huge, like tens of billions of dollars, hundreds of billions of dollars pumped into the fossil fuel industry, creating doubt creating conflict in the public. As soon as you say something about climate change, you know, 70% of people agree with you, but you've just lost 30% of people. Now, contrast that to say, what we did recently on a video on Kosciuszko National Park, right? What is the people there that are against saving Kosciuszko National Park? A couple of people that do fucking pony tours within it and go, they can't get rid of the horses then I won't be able to take tours in there. So just ruin the whole fucking park, you know? There is not the same amount of propaganda being pumped into it because it's not a global issue. It's this tiny little regional issue, but it's a very significant park. It really like stores a lot of carbon within it because the soil is so rich there. It's like some of the best water resources we have, very ecologically diverse. And like how we did a video then, flooded it with over 10,000 submissions. Alloy was just hoping for 500. We got 10,000 submissions into this. They have to look through all of that. That's just complicated the process massively for them because they're gonna have to look through it. It's also because it's shed a lot of light to it and people wrote to their MPs, they're gonna have to respond to it. They're at least conscious of it. There would be a few MPs that would think, oh, okay, I'm gonna add some pressure to this. And because John was obviously weak in the first place with what he was trying to do there, it's given him a massive setback. The next thing that I was thinking about and this is because I started looking more locally. I started instead of, you know, sitting there and complaining that it's not fair. Some people can buy uh, entire apartment blocks and they can manipulate the housing market. Well, what about this instead? How about you just buy a shack and then you do it up? And then you sell it for a small profit and then you move up from there. And then you can be one of those people that buy, don't manipulate the housing market, but one down from that. Yes, do you see what I'm saying? It's just like, look, this whole time I've been sitting there and I'm mostly just yelling at myself at the moment as well. For years, my only thought was get Labour Party elected, get Labour Party elected, get Labour Party elected. That is a huge call for a YouTube channel. Massive call. I'm saying that I'm going to get a government 
of one of the richest nations on earth in the OECD elected. When there's entire media nexus against getting them elected. But what we have accumulated in that time, what you've got to be grateful for, is a big, concerned audience, people like you, that are really good people, honestly very good people. When I go out and meet my audience, the difference between you and, say, one of the audiences of one of the ABC crowd comedians, it's night and day. They're always dickheads. They're always like, I work for Vivid and all that kind of just... You know, AKA, I'm a fucking leech that sucks off the taxpayer. My parents are fucking leeches that suck off the taxpayer. For some reason, we're just lucky in this scenario, but we think we're better than everyone. Mine, you look at it most of the time. What is it? It's a combination of like professors, the unemployed, self-made millionaires, nurses, teachers, firefighters, just average fucking people that have good hatch, hatch of gold from within. And so we have those people together. And now... We can do Bernie Sanders stuff. It made me realise there is a lot of projects that we could just say, nah, not having that, everyone chuck in a buck or two. We are going to raise the funds to front a massive legal challenge to these people and we can frustrate it for years to the point that you could probably get a lot of property developers that are doing horrendous things, horrendous things to say, nah, fuck it, I'm just going to leave it as is. And in the meantime, you'd be setting precedents. Isn't that a lot better than just sitting there and despairing about, oh, the world's not doing enough about climate change? Well, how about you sit around and preserve local environments that you are capable of preserving, that you're capable of assisting, that you're capable of changing for the better? It only takes a small amount of people to do that. Now, in self-help, and this comes to you because obviously the only person that you really can influence is yourself, that you get to that position, right? Wouldn't it be incredible? Wouldn't it be incredible? Say with this Jordan Peterson, for instance, right? Instead of sitting there and talking about how you intellectually disagree with him and he shouldn't be talking about things that he doesn't know what he's talking about. When, like, you look at the fucking things that most of those people are like, you don't know what you're talking about, bro. It's just like... Yeah, but neither do you. You start your fucking sentences with bad take. You just, you just regurgitate the worst of YouTube channels. That's you, right? Instead of doing that, how about you focus on messages like this? How about you focus on the overall message of Jordan Peterson, for instance? And if that's not your cup of tea, whatever. Maybe just don't inundate your time with it because you are sitting there wasting it instead of just sitting there and feeling smug about yourself. What a terrible consolation prize. Sitting there and being smug instead of sitting there and learning something instead that would benefit you, that would actually do what Jordan Peterson is talking about, which is like cleaning your room, you know, getting to that next locus. Just thinking about how you can expand from there. I'll tell you what, it's something that I've forgotten. And again, as I've said a thousand times, the reason that I do these videos, one of the main reasons is to just remind myself of the things that are just so basic that you forget in your day to day. But one of the big things is locus of control. I remember reading that in the Stephen Covey book. It might have been the third, second, one of the first self-help books I ever read. And it was revolutionary to me, revolutionary to me, which is just focus on what you can control. The reason that you want to focus on what you can control is because when you do that, you start building competence. Instead of when you focus on what you can't control, honestly, first of all, you become more depressed, but also I just think you become a worse person. I honestly do think that. I think the people that sit around and think, how can I help with this? How can I help with that? All right, I, um, I'm not in the position to do that. That's fine. What, what, what can I do? What can I do? 
and I'm talking about all facets of your life, those people get better. They get better. So that's what you should be focusing on. That's my big upshot. That's what I'm getting at anyway. Um, so yeah, make sure that you subscribe to this and yes, another really important thing, something that you can do that is in your locus of control, definitely, is give me $2 <laughs> or five bucks and then you get exclusive access to the special self-help stuff, all the secret sauce, all of the reminders, all of the stuff that will build your life. I do think that that is one of those locus of control things. Again, if you don't have the money, whatever, there's all these free videos here for you to watch anyway, but if you do, Start investing in yourself. Start doing it. And it's such a low, teeny investment. What? You make $700 a week, $1,000 a week. Most people on average, I found out that the average Australian is worth $1,500 a week. You know, like if you are just giving away, I'm actually at the stage where I'm like trying to think of ways that I can get it. But like, I remember that Brian Tracy said a while ago that if you just invest, and I know this is very self-interested, but I so, totally think it's true as well. If you just invest 10% on yourself, and I'm not talking about me, I'm talking about whatever skills in life you need to accumulate, but if you invest 10% into yourself and improving yourself, it just keeps building on itself because most people don't invest in themselves. It's just like, you have to think of life as university. Yeah? You don't ever stop. You don't ever stop educating yourself. You just keep doing it so you get better and better and then you increase your locus of control. And when you increase your locus of control, you become more of a boss. I'll see you around.